It was the year 1917, so you may understand some of the diction and jargon in this poem that was written by Wilbur Reese, addresses the issues of his day. It was a thought-provoking poem entitled, Three Dollars Worth of God, describing how many people choose to live a limited life in the realm of the supernatural and in the spiritual. The poem reads like this, and maybe you've heard it before, but for some that may not have, I'll reiterate. It says, I would like to buy three dollars worth of God, please. Not enough to explode my soul or disturb my sleep, but just enough to equal a warm cup of milk or a snooze in the sunshine. I don't want enough of God to make me love a black man or pick beats with a migrant. I want ecstasy, not transformation. I want Warmth of the womb, not a new birth. I want a pound of the eternal in a paper sack. I would like to buy $3 worth of God, please. $3 today won't even buy us two coffee. Some places it won't even buy you one. And so we understand that in 1917, $3 wasn't maybe a whole lot, but by today's standards, it's even less. But if you did a little calculation with the inflation index, $3 is worth around 55 bucks today. A little more than a dinner for two, maybe an oil change for your car in the right place. 55 bucks is enough to notice, but it's not going to sink your financial ship. It's a pair of jeans or shoes on sale. It's an impact, but it's not imposing. It's $47.83 plus HST. Thank you. And while the inflation index may have changed over the past hundred years, human nature hasn't. And Mr. Wilbur Reese's impact and position in the poem isn't about the finance. It's about what sometimes we're willing to pay and what we're content on receiving. The mentality of the meager, the miser, and the minute still hampers and hurts the church from seeing her true potential. That's why in Ezekiel chapter 47, there's a vivid picture that's painted with a vision that exists in Scripture there to keep moving us out of the mentality of minor, out of meager, and out of mediocre. And it invites us to the depth of more. Would somebody say more this morning? The vision identifies the different responsibilities to believers to keep moving in their relationship with God. It challenges us to step, not in the natural realm, but to move in the supernatural realm. And that's why when things began to move in that last song, I even wondered whether or not I was going to preach because God was already performing what he needed to do in the room. But in case somebody just got off guard, caught off guard, or, or maybe you were just an onlooker hoping for the invitation to come, I, I think the Spirit wants us to go a little further in the service today to remind somebody that God has more in store for you. Would somebody say more this morning? More. It was Ezekiel chapter 47 and verse 3. It states this, it says, And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits and brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. You see, the feet are always the point where the stronghold is met. 
No wonder scripture says that the feet of those that bear the gospel are precious because it speaks about somebody that's willing to step out of normality and move into the supernatural realm to accomplish a purpose for God. Your feet are important indicators about where you stand. Your feet declare to the world around you what your position is. Your feet, it's the the reason why we call it a foothold. It's the reason that we indicate foot treads determine our direction. Your feet leave the imprint of your body. It determines where you've been and it determines where you're going to go. Your feet are powerful indicators in the natural, but they are powerful indicators in the supernatural. And I'm just wondering if somebody's got their mind made up this morning that they're going to stand. Having done all, sometimes you just got to plant your feet in the soil and make the determination, I'm going to stand. Everything around me may be uncertain, but I got my mind made up. In this end time, I'm standing. I've got my, come on, I got my gaze on an eternal prize. And my mind's made up. I'm not going to bow. I'm not going to bend. And I'm not going to burn. I'm going to stand. Having done all to stand. Stand, therefore. I wonder if someone showed up this morning and you've got your gospel on you got the power of the spirit enacted you got the shield of faith at work I wonder if someone just came with their mind made up I'm gonna let the world know I'm still standing come on somebody I wish you'd just stand for a minute it's just come on just for one minute and let that be your determination I'm still standing I've got my mind made up I know what's happening in the world around me but I'm still standing you can go ahead and be seated It was when the feet of the priest entered into the Jordan River that God made the way through the river. But it wasn't until the scripture says it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord. The Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of Jordan that the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above and they shall stand up in a heap. The scripture said that the priest would step out They would be on the shoreline, but nothing would happen. They may have the ark of God on their shoulder, but nothing was going to happen. They may have all of Israel observing what the next moment and the next minute is going to bring, but nothing was going to happen until their feet stepped into the water. But the Bible says that when the priests that bear the ark stepped into the water, the water began to make move, make, make room for what he was going to do. Israel's going to pass through the water. Israel's going to get out. Come on. I just, I wish you'd just imagine that this was the, the, the river right here. So the priests, they've got the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulders. And the Bible said, didn't say when the priest. It said when the priests stepped into the water. In other words, there was a few in the front that had to go a little further. There's a few in the front that had to go a little deeper before those that were in the, uh, coming up behind would, would kind of come into the water. But it said that when the feet of the priests came into the water, And something began to happen. The supernatural opened up when the feet stepped into the water. And and there's a few people you stepped out by faith this morning because you were believing God at his word. The promise had been given that the supernatural was going to occur. But you were just kind of, you were out here all by yourself. Pastor Dan, I didn't even know you were here with with us this morning until you flew by. It was kind of, 
tell you what it was? It was an invitation into the supernatural. But somebody had to get their feet wet first. Somebody had to get in the water for a minute before the miracle occurred. Somebody had to step out. They got the ark of the covenant and said, well, come on, y'all. Let's go. And those first two guys, it's always awkward when you make the first move. You know what? And we're in that little bit of season right now. It says that he stepped into the water. And, and everyone's saying, oh, can we do that? We can. We can. And watch what happens. Something begins to make room. And, and then some of the most unsuspecting people, some of the elders amongst us, they get in the water because you know what? They remember that movement and that flow, what happens. They remember the miracle that occurs when somebody says, you know what? I'm just going for it. I'm just going in. I, I, we've been through two songs, announcements, prayer, and offering. We're going in. I, I'm going in. I, I'm going in this morning. I got my mind made up. Come on, because there's something about the mentality of more that opens the miraculous realm for each one of us. Defeat is the first stronghold. I, I like how scripture says that the Lord of all the earth would rest. That when they rested in the waters of the Jordan, that the Lord of all the earth was going to make his move when they made theirs. Our stand in the shallow waters is powerful when the waters begin to move. But let me just remind you that God didn't part Jordan so they could stand there and say, wow, isn't that something? God did what he said he was going to do. Wow. No, I'll tell you what they did. They said, that opening, that stand made way for the miraculous. But it doesn't mean that you stay in that place. It doesn't, I'm sure that they stopped for a minute in amazement as the water separated and God began to do the miraculous. But, but the miraculous is open when someone says, you know what? I'm going for more. I'm not content to sit here any longer. I, I'm not content to stay in this place where I've been. I, I'm going just a little deeper. I, I, I'm thankful for what God has done and I'm grateful for all, all these people that have come along for the journey. But, but the journey doesn't end here at the bank of Jordan. The journey is to go on into promise that God has for us. It was the spirit that made the way, not so they could stay, but so that they could move into what God had in store for them. The miraculous was waiting. It was the spirit that summoned Ezekiel to step into the water. And for some, that's the extent of the walk that they're willing to take. They, they just kind of said, well, there, here I am. Wow, what a, God has done the miraculous. But God doesn't want us to stay there. God is saying there's more in store. That journey of a thousand feet begins with just one step. There are people that have been Restricted by fear and regulation. And something inside them has said that they can. But I came with a word from God for somebody today to say, you can. The reality is that it's become a real problem 
to get people to the shore, let alone in the shallow. But the call of the Spirit still comes in 2022 to the church. It's time to step out. In Ezekiel 47, you see the waters. It said that they, the river flowed from the right side of the house from the south side of the altar. And that's exactly when it begins to move. It begins to work. But it starts in the place of sacrifice and worship. That's what it said. It said it came from the right side of the house of God and then from the south side of the altar. The, the indicator is there, there that the river comes from the place of worship and the place of sacrifice. Can, can I just remind her, I'm not here to, to, <clears throat> to, to speak what we don't need to say. This is a wonderful church that we have wonderful worship and you are sacrificial people. The, the offering that we announced this morning of $7,000 and we're hoping to move that toward $10,000 doesn't happen without people sacrificing. But but when people begin to do that, when we begin to worship, and when we begin to sacrifice, something opens more in the supernatural. That there is, that there is an opportunity that exists, that river begins to flow, and then the invitation is to come into the flow of that river. In Ezekiel chapter 47 and verse 4, first part, it says, Again, he measured a thousand and brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the knees. Our knees represent our mobility. It represents motion. It represents advance. The ability to climb and descend happens with your knees. I can get around without moving my knees. I, however, cannot climb these stairs without moving my knees. So sometimes we are content. This may be one of those clips. We're content, and, and as awkward as it looked, that's how awkward it is in the supernatural realm. We are content to exist in the realm of our feet taking territory. But God's saying, come a little deeper. There's more. God's saying, we, we don't have to stay in this place. Come a little deeper. And not until we allow our knees to be impacted can we make the motion to go a little deeper into where God intends for us to go. Not until we, we say, you know what, I, I'm going to give up. I'm going to give up that next step. I'm going to go into that next place. Does the opportunity for us to climb a little higher into God's presence exist? There's something about that supernatural realm. And when we are willing to go a little deeper, then God begins to open more opportunity. He begins to open the realm of the miraculous to us. The miracle territory only gets there when someone says, I need more. More. We can't just exist in this realm where our ankles are impacted. The invitation is to go deeper. Miracle territory is where we're headed. And so God takes us step by step into the depth of where he is calling us to go. I need more more is that request not to stay where we are more is the call that comes from the heart that's no longer content with what it's God. More is that thirst and that hunger that says I had a taste but I'm not satisfied. I 
need more. More is about, come on, experiencing God in more, in, in more ways than you could ever, ever imagine. It's that heavenly place in Christ. It's that depth in prayer where God begins to move and you no longer pray the prayer, but the Spirit takes over and begins to pray on your behalf. Prayers that you couldn't pray. Fasting is that place that says, I'm going deeper. I, I'm going into that place of more because I can't get there with my natural appetite. I, I can't get there with my natural hunger. I can only get to that place if I start to hunger after the supernatural and I begin to hunger after the spiritual. I can only get to that place if I begin to long for more. More. The Bible tells us in that vision that the line was in his hand. The line represented two things. The first thing that I believe it represented was limitation. It said that he measured a thousand cubits. God is never going to put more on us than we can stand. And sometimes God just says, you know what? You want to come, but let's just go. Here's where we've been for the last little while. We've been right there at six feet. That's from the end of the tape to the beginning of the measure. Six feet. That's, that's a lot further than, that's a lot further than I thought it was. <laughs> hey, five, five eight's not bad when you're flying, by the way. I was beside a tall guy on the airplane. He was all... <laughs> Every seat's first class when you're 5'8". <laughs> but six feet is, is the distance that some of us have limited ourselves to. Six feet is the restriction and the regulation. And somewhere in the natural realm, it begins to formulate our, our restriction in the supernatural realm. God, God is saying a little further. He said, you know what? There's, there's, there's a... An opportunity that exists beyond six feet. He said, that's going to be where you've been, but why don't you come a thousand cupids? Why don't you come just a little further? I, I know that I know that the exterior of this building is 110 feet by 110 feet. I, I know that. So I know that if I say that we measured out 110 feet, that everybody would be able to make it to the front. What do I got here? I got 25. I got a quarter of the the building wrapped up. But here's what I know is that sometimes God is saying, I, I need you to come a little further than the six feet. I want you to come. Come on, I, I want you to come the thousand feet a thousand cubits because when you do, you're going to experience there, there is a depth in God that, that you begin to lose control in. There you, you begin to, to realize that there's, there's a realm that, that we haven't experienced yet. And, and I tell you, it's something wonderful when you get out into the deep where you haven't experienced it yet, but you begin to realize God has got this all in control. That, that God is bigger than my hand on the steering wheel. God is greater than the speedometer that's determining the speed at which we're going. I, I just got my mind made up that if God God's inviting us to come. It may be faster than we could ever have imagined. I don't know what the speed's going to be, but here's what I know. When we get there, God has a door of opportunity that is open. And the miraculous mentality of more is going to open the door for God to do things that we have never seen before. Our, our conceived idea of control is not helping the church. 
Our line should not be limiting the church. That limitation of a thousand cubits. All it was was a measurement to indicate. It was an indication, not a limitation. It was an indication that you're on your way. It was an indication you're going in the right direction. It was an indication. It was not ever meant to be a limitation. It wasn't meant to say, well, you know what, God? I got here. I got some mobility. I'm in my comfort zone. I still have all this control. God's saying, get out into the deep and watch what I can do. But to often, 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 here, here's what happens. Stop. I've never gone this far before. I, I, I've never experienced this realm of the supernatural. And I think part of our problem is that we end up standing in ankle-deep or knee-deep water, staring back at the shore of comfort because we can celebrate the accomplishment of what God has done. And it's true, we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Our testimony is that we can turn around and look at the shore and say, mm, wow, we've come a long way. Thank you, Jesus. And God's saying, would you please turn around? We're not there yet. We, we, we aren't there yet. I, I'll celebrate with you. I'll celebrate with you on the six feet. Uh, seriously, I went home when they said they were getting rid of regulations and restrictions and who knows when they may show up again, but, but Kathy said, I was crying when I read it. I was like, I was celebrating. I, had no cr I was not crying. I may have been speeding. <laughs> that's not, that's just, that's just tapping our toes in the water. God's saying, come out a thousand cubits, and, and all of a sudden we're, we're up into knee-deep water. And, and God says, come on, let's go another thousand cubits. And we're up, the Bible says, to our loins. And, and then the Bible tells us that there are waters to swim in. There are places that we absolutely, I know, I know we've heard this since the time that we were in Sunday school, but the Holy Ghost changed my mind about what to preach this morning. Because we need to hear it today. We've got to launch out. We've got, come on, we, we can't be so hesitant. The Holy Ghost is saying, come out a little deeper. A thousand, I'll tell you where we're going. We're going into waters there to swim in. I, we can come back to the music. The prophet didn't say he brought me to. The Bible says that he brought me through. In other words, the prophet was saying, don't stop. Don't, don't be still in the moment. It's a continual process. It's time to go on into the deep. He brought me through. He, he brought me through. If you're stopping, he's no longer leading. The line in his hand wasn't the limitation. The line in his hand was the invitation to go deeper. I'll say that one more time. The line in his hand wasn't limitation. The line in his hand was to say, there's an invitation to go into deeper realms in God. The miraculous is out of our control. Come on, healing realm is where we can't control it. It's where we turn it over to God and say, I'm out here in waters that I can't swim in. God, I, I can't walk in. I'm, I'm swimming. An invitation to go beyond the limitation. The, in, the indication in scripture is to say there's more. The miraculous mentality of more. When you begin to realize, God, 
for me, for my family, more. I'm going. I'm coming. If you're going to bring me through, I'm, I'm coming. Thousand cupids, we got it. Thousand cupid, did I say cupid? Not a thousand cupids, a thousand cubits. I was moved. I read the story of Jim Elliott, missionary to Ecuador, to the Aura tribe. The, the word Aura means savage. It was the Wadani people that he was called to. Shell oil had gone in and determined this is going back into the 50s. And the initial contact of this tribe with cultured humanity was very negative. They were, by every indication, savage. He, along with four other missionaries, lost their lives attempting to reach these people with the gospel. His words have become popular by today's standards because they were written in a journal, not neat handwriting, not anything prepared by typewriter for the masses. It was just his personal communication and remembrances jotted down. I saw one page, a picture of the page, and it was just, just handwriting like mine or yours things notched in and jotted in and underlined and emphasized and yellow paper and blue ink and some written and some scripted and some printed and but it was his words that caught my attention and echoes the call that I feel in the, in the Holy Ghost for us to go deeper he said our dreams are tawdry showy but cheap and of poor quality when they are compared to the leading of God. They're not worth the aura of wonder that we usually surround them with. God only doth wonders. His hand can work nothing less. He said, in my own experience, I've found that the most extravagant dreams of boyhood have not surpassed the great experience of being in God's will. I believe that nothing could be better than that. God's will is always bigger than what we bargain for. But we must believe that whatever it involves, it is good, acceptable, and perfect. Then it begins his personal prayer. Father, let me lose my clutch on everything that is temporal, my life, my possessions. Lord, help me release the tension of my grasping hand. Open it that I might be unleashed from all that it binds me to. God, saturate me with the oil of the Spirit that I may be a flame. I seek not a long life, but a full one like you, Lord Jesus. He said, I'm compelled by the call from above, from those round about, and even from the damned souls below. I dare not stay home while others perish. It makes me boil when I think of the power that we profess and the utter impotency of our actions. We are spiritual pacifists in this battle to the death with principalities and powers. Believers have sold their lives to the service of mammon and the tombs 
themselves are not colder than our well-fed churches. Their own condemnation is written in the dust of their Bible covers. He went on and began to say we are content to sit by and leave the enemies of God unchallenged. Young men are going into professional fields because they don't feel called. We don't need a call. We need a kick in the pants. His words, not mine. But maybe echoes something in my spirit. We don't need a call. We need a stirring. May God send us forth because he is no fool who gives what he can. What he cannot to keep. To gain that which he cannot lose. There isn't anything foolish about giving yourself wholeheartedly to God. There isn't anything greater that you could give yourself to. There isn't any opportunity that could have a higher or a loftier opportunity. There isn't anything greater than that call to come closer, than that call to go deeper, than that thousand cubic call to go a little bit beyond the comfort zone until I, I, I get myself steady and I begin to move deeper into the realm of the Holy Ghost. I, 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 just, I just feel that in the spirit this morning that God is calling someone to come. His closing prayer on that journal entry was this. I pray that the Lord will give you a hallowed daredevil spirit in lifting the sword of truth, consuming you with a passion that is called by the cultured citizen of Christendom, fanaticism. How long dare we go on without passion and love? Not long, I pray, Lord Jesus. Not long. And I stand here and echo those words however my life is still being lived and he died a martyr for the sake of the gospel so I'll wholeheartedly admit that his voice is louder than mine but I would ask that question how long dare we go on without passion and love we stand here this morning in April 3rd 2022 and as that date trips off my tongue, there is a part of me that can barely believe that we are that far along on the calendar of time. It's hard sometimes to grasp, your, grasp the reality that we stand here in this assembly of more than 60 years old. And we struggle with the reality of the responsibility that our day brings us. And I have no greater instruction than to say we need to let go of the world and get hold of God. I have the most tremendous privilege to be the lead pastor of this wonderful group of believers. CCC, you are a wonderful church with a wonderful history, but we are not going to live in this season gazing in the rearview mirror. We aren't going to live in the highlight reel of the last 60 years. We stand on the shoulders of the giant killers of the past. And with their applause, we launch out into the deep.
The line is in his hand. It's still there. And the invitation doesn't come so we stay where we're at. The invitation comes so we can go deeper. The line no longer limits the advance of the church. The season of restriction and regulation is over. We are marching onward. Would someone please shout more this morning? More. More. The miraculous mentality of more. The petition that gets God's attention. More. We're going to pray until. We're going to fast until. We're going to worship until. We're going to sing until. We're going to give until. Until what, Pastor Jack? I'll tell you what. Until there's more power. Until there is more authority. Until there is more victory. Until there is more healing. Until there are more miraculous moves of God that we point at, point to, and go to. Until until there is more worship. Until there is more. Until there is more in the room. We, we can't be content and satisfied where we are. God is calling us to more and more holds the opportunity of the miraculous. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Could you stand with me this morning? God, God has an expected end because he's God. The problem comes is when we have the expected end because our expectation will always limit us to the limitation. Our expectation will always arrest us when we get to a thousand cubits. Our, come on, our expectation, it always says, you know, this ought to be good. This, rescue us from good enough, God. Rescue us from the idea and the mentality that here is where we just, we're just going to be content. God, would you give us a hunger for more, more, more. The Spirit is searching for people who want more than $50 worth of God. I know it was Mr. Reese's poem, but I'd like to change it just a bit this morning. I'd like to change it to echo what I sense in the supernatural realm. I, I like to echo it what I sensed in that last song that we sang when people began to step out and move out and believe God. I'll tell you what, I just need someone to raise hands right now and believe that God can do the miraculous. I just need someone to raise hands right now and pray for Charlene DeMerchant because I believe that God could work a miracle. It's, come on, it's territory. It's, it's, un, come on, it's uncomfortable. It's out where waters, come on, it's waters to swim in. God's will be done. Absolutely, we believe that, but we've got scriptural come on scriptural precedent to say go a little further launch a little deeper press a little more come on go a little bit deeper in God
I, wa I wonder if we could echo that poem with our own this morning and change it up just a little bit. This is what I'd like you to say. I would like to sell out to God, please. Let the Spirit explode my soul and disturb my sleep. Let the Holy Ghost disturb my humanity until it frames my destiny. Lord, let me, make me work while it is day. I want more than enough of God to make me love every man. I want more sacrifice. I need more transformation. I want more than the power of the new birth. I need more ways of the wait for eternity to, to rest on my spirit, on my fragile frame. I would like to sell out to God, please. I want more. I, I wonder if someone would just let that be your prayer this morning. I'd like to sell out this morning morning God I need more not for what it benefits me but so that it benefits the kingdom I need more God not so what I get it's so what you get you deserve more I'd like to give more than I've ever given I'd like to praise more than I've ever praised I'd like to pray more than I've ever prayed I'd like to reach more than I've ever reached I God I just want need to do more I wonder if someone would leave, leave your pew this morning and make your way to the altar. I wonder if someone would just say, I'm coming. I hear the call in the Holy Ghost. I, I feel the call in the Spirit to go deeper. I, it's a thousand cubits for me this morning, but I'm not stopping there. I'm just on the journey, Pastor Jack. I'm just making my way. I'm just coming through. I, I'm, I'm coming. I, I'm going a little deeper this morning than I've gone. I, I haven't been here for a while, but, but just work with me a little bit. Come on, let's just go a little bit deeper. I, I feel like God is beginning to out. Come on, pour out more in someone this morning. It's available. It's yours. It's The opportunity exists. I, I don't want to restrict. I'm not saying God can only move on someone that moves, but I'm saying that wherever you are right now, it can be the journey that you're beginning to make. Hands raised. Come on, voice lifted. God, let me see more. Come on, there's prayer that's rising up. There's hunger that's coming. There's a cry echoing in the supernatural. It's there. It's there. That's beautiful. If, if you're not praying and crying out yourself right now, I wonder if you'd find someone to pray with. I wonder if someone who would, would just agree with somebody that God's going to take us into a brand new place. God's going to take us into a brand new depth. Oh, let your cry out let your cry out it echoes in the supernatural realm for someone this morning it's the voice of the spirit it's not the voice of the preacher this morning it's the voice of the spirit saying come on let's go come on let's go in come 
on, it's determination that's happening right now. Some people are determining, I'm, I'm going to let my life be a witness. Some people are determining, I'm taking the next step. I'm going, come on, I'm going to a place of repentance. I'm turning my life around. I, I'm getting off the shore. I'm going in. Someone, you're already determined, I, I'm going into waters of baptism. Somebody's already determined, I, I'm waiting on God until I'm filled with the Spirit. I, I need more. I need more God.